Welcome to the, the Midweek, Midweek Debrief with your hosts, the London Bonnie and Scrambler of London. Welcome to episode six. Thanks for joining us again for this week's Midweek Debrief. Jed, how are you? All good, all good. We've uh, got a little bit to catch up on. Indeed we do, indeed. So, um, you know I've been waiting for these bits in the post. Yes. So, for those of you who don't know, my exhaust, my two-to-one tech exhaust on my Bonneville, from the few spills that I've had over winter, slowly started rattling itself to pieces. So, as sort of a a stopgap exhaust, because I would eventually like to get something custom done, I've decided to get some uh, factory Triumph headers. And uh, to fit them, I needed a couple of mounting bolts and some rubbers and stuff that I didn't have. So I ordered them, let me think now, probably just after Christmas I ordered them. And the shop that I ordered them from only reopened on the 3rd. So I've been waiting. I had the pipe since before Christmas. So I've been waiting all this time. They've just been sitting in the garage, looking all shiny, um, to get them fitted. But today was the day. Today was the day. And so the, the bolts turned up. The bolts turned up. And the rubber mounting. And everything, yep. Yeah. So this morning I was down in the garage bright and early. Um, getting the old pipe off, swapping it all over, and she is a new beast. I mean, you've heard it today. I have, I have. I can vouch that that it sounds like a very different bike. So we were we were out shooting this morning. I'd arrived at the location first, and it was a, a sort of seven-story car park. Um, I was up on the roof. I was actually on the, the second-to-last floor waiting um, with one other chap. And and the echo, <laughs> as, as you were riding up, the sort of spiral... But the floors were endless. It just kept going and going. It did. but And the bike just got louder and louder and louder as you came up to the top. And there was actually a security guard with us who was sort of asking us, A, what we were doing, and B, if we could possibly leave. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, oh, is it, is it just you two? And it's like, yeah, yeah. And then you start coming. He's like, <laughs> another bike? No. And um, so, yeah. But it sounds fantastic. It does. Yeah, no, it sounds really great. It's actually a nice change to have. And it's also quite unique having... I'm so used to having the, the exhaust on one side of the bike to now have one on each side. So you've got that, that tone in either ear, which is really cool. Oh, um, I mean, it looks it looks awesome. Sounds great. It sounds like a older bike than it, does. it is. It sounds like an old 60s Triumph or something. I don't know if it's just the straight pipe nature of it. or For sure. And so, yeah, wait for... There'll definitely be some uh, sound bites on, on the Instagrams. Yeah, no, the you'll resource. hear it soon enough. Um, now, for my one bit of news this week from my MCN newsletter... Go on. Something interesting. It's the Royal Enfield Scram 450 has been spotted out and about testing. Oh, okay. So this is, um, it must be a new engine. Yeah. Because a 450 is not something. It's not in their they, lineup. No, yeah. it's not in their lineup. And so I'm sorry I don't have the photo here, but basically it's interesting because it looks classic yeah. in its styling, but the engine is not finned. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's liquid cooled. Yeah. Um, And mag wheels. Okay. Which, if you listen to our What Makes a Scrambler podcast, then I'm not thrilled that it's yeah. been labelled the Scram. But Royal Enfield, it's not too late to switch out those mags for some spokes. Yes. So uh, be the way we'll give you the benefit of the doubt and hope that that's what the plan is and that those were just for testing. Um, It was spotted with someone was out and about, but it didn't have clocks. There are a few bits missing. You know how okay, it is. Yes, a proper test bike. Proper test bike. So it's probably a bit of a way off production. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely something to... For some people to get excited about. Yeah. It does, and yeah. um yeah, I don't know quite where it will fit in, but it's just interesting that they're that's they're heading in a slightly different direction and 
I think it's quite cool they're doing something different yeah. to the other manufacturers. For sure. Um, okay, so as is customary, each yes. week I ask you this bike or that bike. So this week we've gone for a slightly different vibe. We've gone for the kind of what I would call, they are like that sports bikes, but with a retro twang to them. Okay. So option A is a Triumph Speed Triple 1200. I believe it's the RR. Yeah. You know, the, the one with the clip-ons. It's that or the MV Augusta Super Veloce 1000. Okay. That's quite a good uh, two-bike choice because comparatively they're similar in some ways. You know, that big, um, the big cow with the headlight in the center and, but that, oh, do you know, I really like what um, Thornton 100's done oh, with yes. the Triumph. Yes. That is a seriously cool bike with those two those um, twin pipes. Those twin right. pipes, those twin race fit pipes. They just look really, really yep. smart. Um, so you take one of those. I think I would take one of those. And But take it straight to Thornton 100. But take it straight to Thornton 100 and get it changed up. Fair enough. Um, what about you? What's your choice? I I would go with the, the MV Augusta. Yeah. Yeah, I think because that Italian biscotti kind of just that, that <laughs> I, I feel like that's the that extra flavor. Yeah, I, I think um, no hate on Triumph, but I just think that it's not a bike I'd ever buy, to be honest. Yeah, but if it was if it was offered to me, I'd definitely You'd love to that. try it. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, in that case, we've got one each, so we can just you know we can try them both. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. But I think they're both great bikes. So I was just interested to see what you thought. But um, yeah, in other news, I was out yesterday. I had a small run in with the police. Yeah, well, so um, yeah, I was out with a, a photographer friend of ours, and we were getting some shots in a in a muse in the sort of around the back of South Kensington. Yeah, and um, you know, it started with we were doing a sort of exhaust comparison. You know, which bike sounds better? It was the sort of Triumph Scrambler 900 versus the uh, Scrambler 1200, and so it was a bit of revving, a bit of this, a bit of that, maybe a wheelie, who knows? <laughs> and um, three or four i can't quite remember police cars turn up there's backup you know uh, yeah, and the full, uh, the full deal the full monty and so yeah initially we thought this could be problematic but mm. we ended up getting off quite lightly so that was good that was lucky but yeah it's still a still a sort of midweek scare yeah well i to be fair i had one as well i was um cruising home just on the a12 yeah in east london it's a three-lane carriageway 40 miles an hour and you know, I was I was cruising, and I don't have any mirrors on my bike. But next thing, I just hear this siren behind me, and I was like, "Oh god!" And I turn around, and it's a black undercover police car. Oh no! So I was like, "Oh, my heart sank." And I was like, "Oh god!" So I pull over into the next lane, and that guy—he just came cruising past me, and he was gone. And you just have that moment where your heart just sinks to the bottom of your stomach. You're like, "Oh no, here we go." It's awful, but every biker knows that feeling. Yeah, it's happened to every biker at one stage or another. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Been there. Um, let's move on to our topic. Let's do it. So this week, we're going to talk about best motorcycle spots in London. So we've got four kind of main spots yeah. um, that we're going to talk about. We've got one that's good for kind of eating and dining. We've got one that's good for your motorcycle gear. We've got one that's good for big bike meets. Yeah. And then we've got a spot that's good for just sitting and people watching. Yeah, a bit of everything. I think some of these also cross over as well. They do. There's There's, there's a lot of overlap and, and we'll get into that. And so I think earlier today we were having lunch at the bike shed. Yes. So it's only right to start with our dining option, and that is the bike shed. Yeah, first day open of the new year. Why don't you tell the listeners what the bike shed is? So the bike shed is a great place. It's in, for those of you who don't know, it's in East London, Old Street, and it's essentially a space that occupies four of the arches underneath the railway tracks. 
and it's a place for bikers to meet, hang out, chill, have a coffee. They've got a huge dining space, uh, a lounge area, which is good for catching up. Or if you've got work to crack on with, you can sit there and um, have a coffee. Uh, they have a barber shop in house, so you can book your haircut. You can you can get everything done. You, they've got a tattoo studio upstairs. Have you ever used the barber shop? I haven't used the barber shop okay. yet. I, we have friends that use the barber shop. True. So, uh, and then they've got an event space, and then they've also got covered parking. So you, when you come off the street, you ride down the driveway, which is through all the outdoor seating, and then right at the end, you've got covered parking, which is nice, secure. And if it's raining, someone drives to put your bike, and you can sort of go and warm up and you know dry off, but for me, out of all the spots we've chosen, food-wise, I think for you as well, it's probably the, the top choice. Yeah, the bike shed's awesome. I mean, the food is, how would you describe the food? It's, it's varied. You've got, they do breakfast until 3 p.m. Yeah, that's really Which good. is awesome. We love that. So the bike shed breakfast, which we actually had for lunch today. <laughs> we did. So it was very highly, good. highly recommend that. And then they have all the other bits, steak sandwiches, steak salads. They've got Chicken, chicken, burgers, yeah. rolls, everything, you name it. It's 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 a pretty comprehensive list. And even desserts, they do some good desserts there as well. Yeah, and they've got the good old meantime beer on tap, which is... Yeah, really good. Yeah, we like that. Um, So yeah, Bike Shed is somewhere... I would say that's the place we go most regularly. Yeah, that's where we have been having our midweek debriefs. Yeah, before... Before before the podcast. Before, the, before we got in front of the microphones, that's true. Um, So... Yeah, I think Bike Shed is, it's, it's an interesting place because it's its quite varied. You know, you'll sit outside and you can't you can't really watch the world go by as such because you are kind of in the You're alleyway. You're isolated, yeah. But on a busy summer's day, like say it's a Saturday yeah. or a Sunday, you you will see some amazing bikes go past. Oh, there's a constant stream of it. And when you've got that outdoor seating on that driveway, you're watching all the bikes coming in and out of the parking. And some days it's so busy that they have to sort of, tetris all the bikes into the parking to get them to fit yeah it is it is full-on and so don't be surprised if it's really busy because i don't know if this happened to you before but it's happened to me where i've parked my bike in one space and i've gone back after lunch it's been moved. and it's somewhere yeah. else <laughs> um yeah so but the parking is super secure we've never had any never i don't think any they've that. had any problems ever um it's probably the the most luxurious bike parking yeah. in london it, oh 100 and they also have a load of events they do throughout the year and then they put the motor gp on um, they have their members nights and then also they have special guests and stuff mm. and then the bikes that they have on display as well yeah so there's always the I think it's archway number three which is the event spaces when it's not being used by companies hiring it out they always have bikes there it's yeah custom bikes. bikes there's always a, a variety always something to look at yeah exactly and there's always something different each time you go so um, awesome yeah really cool spot yeah next spot so our next place is in West London, so it's on the other side. And this is what is probably the best place in London for your gear. Yes. And that's helmets, trousers, jackets, protective from gear. From head to toe. From head to toe, yeah. And that is Urban Rider. So Urban Rider is based in Fulham, and it's on the corner of the New Kings Road, um, kind of, yeah, on the west side. And we've got a few friends at work there. Yeah. And it's a really cool shop. It is. It's a great shop, and they're all really friendly in there. And I think one thing that should be noted it is tailored more towards the um, the modern classic. Yeah, aesthetic. if you're if you're if you're going there looking for leathers, it's not. It's the not the place to go. But um, but everything else, they've got it all, and they've even started stocking uh, custom parts as well now. Have they? You can buy Motone and stuff there now. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that. Yeah, they've got their own, and then partnered up with them is a, a motorcycle service and repair shop. 
Yes. It, what is this? Is it Venomi? Venomi? Oh, we've probably got that wrong. Venoni. Venoni. Uh, I think it's Venoni. Yeah, it's, it's right next door. Yeah. Um, and I've never actually used him for anything. I haven't. But I'm thinking about doing that. Oh, okay. Well, I, for servicing and, and stuff, it's local. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, you is, yeah. And then we can say whether it's good or bad. I'm sure it's awesome. I, I follow him on Instagram and he, he posts some quite cool stuff. Yeah, no, he's always working on something different. Um, they do they do have coffee there. They have coffee there. But it's not somewhere I would recommend as a coffee stop. No, the parking is quite limited. It's sort of on the pavement and you have to put your bike really close to the shop. Otherwise, the, the ticket warden sort of come and yeah, the, at you. The, the parking options at Urban Ride are the least favourable in this list. Because also you've got to kind of bump it up onto the pavement. There's no obvious place. No. Um, apart from the kind of pedestrian area, but there's often yeah, people exactly. waiting and... And also, there's, there's often five or six staff bikes parked outside anyway, so yeah. you sandwich them in. Um, and they're not a kind of they're not a coffee shop. It's not it's not a designated coffee no. shop. They just happen to have a coffee machine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, true. Yeah. But um, I've bought a few bits of kit from them in the past, and they're yeah. really helpful. Um, usually have everything you want, and if they don't have it in store that day, you can order it online and get it delivered to the store and pick it up the following day or whatever. Um, but they have a good. It's definitely worth popping down and having a look i'd say definitely although it's dangerous because it's quite hard to go in there and just look without yeah bombing. yeah yeah um so they do a good job on that front so next on our list is somewhere for large-scale bike meets yeah and that is an infamous spot yeah well exactly you could argue this is one of the most original spots on the list yeah 100 percent. and that's ace cafe um for those that haven't heard of ace cafe how would you describe it so it's sort of your classic diner i suppose yeah, you can go in. You can get a greasy fry up, cup of tea or coffee. Nothing. It's a no frills place. It's definitely not the top of the list for food. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's probably bottom of the it's list. It's probably for food. bottom of the list for food. Um, above, Depending on your preferences, <laughs> even above, uh, below Urban Rider, who just serves coffee. <laughs> but um, it's the atmosphere there is quite cool because it's it's ripped straight out of the sixties almost. You've got the checkered flooring, uh, the rock music constantly playing. And it's just a great vibe. But the bike meets they have there are always the biggest in London, I feel. It, it's got the biggest space. Because I think, from my, to my knowledge, it started as a calf that catered to truckers. Oh, really? And, yeah. And well, so, it makes sense. Yeah. And I think during the week, truckers use it. And they go and park up. That's why it's got such a big... And that's why it's got such a big spot. And that's yeah. why it's tapered like that. So that they can come in and then they kind of... Yeah. They uh, slot in. And then clever. they work their way out. Um, but Ace Cafe is a weird one because... It's, its history is covered with kind of 60s rockers, cafe racers, yeah, chrome rocker, tanks. Yeah. Although it doesn't really give off that vibe anymore because in the summer at least, I mean, they host loads of meets during the week. It'll be like Harley nights. They do car stuff, so they might yeah. say um, air-cooled VW nights, yeah. German nights. Night, whatever, yeah. Um, so, and even if, you've, even if you've got sort of niche interest in cars they have like they have Saab night yeah we, we happened to be there when there was a Saab night on. yeah, yeah so I can highly recommend the Saab night um, but every Friday night bike night bike night yes during the summer and it is some of those bike nights it's rowdy it is rowdy it's quite wild so the one I went to one and um, there was crowds the car park was full the pavement outside was full the pavement around the corner was full this is with bikes and then on the other side of the road it's like a two-lane road. There's like a big grass verge, and that was full of people. And a DJ had come and set up table. He had his decks out, everything, you know, <laughs> big speakers. And uh, 
it just becomes chaos down there. <laughs> it really does. But the thing is, because I, I, we've, we've been there before when it's been slightly chaotic. Yes. And you've got kind of R1s. It's like street bikes doing burnouts and wheelies, wheelies up and yeah. down and bombing along. We had, there was one funny incident we had where there was a guy on a, a gold sort of wrapped three-wheeler Can-Am. Yeah, two with, in the front, one in the back. With a, with a Predator helmet on. And he's doing a burnout behind this guy in a sort of custom MX-5. And he ends up kind of releasing, I don't quite know how Can-Ams work, but he releases what I assume is the clutch, clutch or yeah. the brake. And he goes into the back of this MX-5 and I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, everyone was screaming and shouting. But um, it's a weird place. I think to the, I don't know, the, I don't think it's what it used to be. The police have really cracked They've down cracked on it. Down big so time, I, yeah. I would assume that next summer there may be one or two nights that are, are rowdy, but normally, because it, if you turn up at, say, 7 or 8 p.m., yeah. you've got three or four big police vans already parked up waiting. Just waiting, yeah. And so I guess they try and stop the, f- the first person mm. doing the wheelie or the whatever it is. Um, but it's quite fun to go and watch. Yeah, definitely. And have a look around the, the car park because all the sort of flashy bikes come out. You get the wildest variety of bikes. Yeah. Everything from little two-stroke 50cc scooters up to 1300cc sports bike. You know, it's everything. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but it does also... There's something about it that's like a little bit dodgy on the Friday night sometimes. Like, it's the kind of place where if your bike got stolen, you could try Ace Cafe on a Friday night to see if it was there. It just There's, <laughs> yeah. there's a corner of it that gives off that sort of vibe. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm just generalising. Um, Rather than that, it's a great place But if to you've go. been, you'd know what I mean. Yeah. Right, moving on. We now have a place for people watching. Yeah, everyone likes a bit of people watching. Everyone likes a bit of people watching. And all the places we've mentioned so far, insofar as you can sit and have a tea or a coffee or a beer, people watching is limited. At the bike shed, you're in the alleyways. Yeah. You don't really see passers-by unless they're walking in. At Urban Rider, there's no seating outside no. and it's just a busy road. At Ace Cafe, you can people watch, but it's just bikers. Yeah. Um, and again, it's right next to a Royal Mail Depot and the North not Circular. Very interesting. So, yeah, it's not interesting. So the last one on our list is Bar Italia. And that's in the heart of Soho in central London. Yeah. So Bar Italia, from, from what I know, it was a spot where the mods used to go on their scooters in the 60s, all the Vespers and Lambrettes and stuff, and they'd all go there for a coffee and cake and whatever. But because it's the, were they were they not welcome at Ace Cafe? I assume maybe. Yeah, I think it's the conflicting place. So yeah. Ace Cafe was for the rockers and Bar Italia was for the mods. And um, it's just a traditional Italian cafe. They serve Italian food, pizzas, pasta, pastries, cheesecakes. You can get a good cup cup of coffee there. You can get tea there. They've got a bit of outdoor seating. And then they have next door is like a, a proper restaurant or... It's a restaurant. It turns into a nightclub later on. It's yeah, a bit, I don't know what you call that. We had one strange night where we were sitting, we were standing outside, sitting around with a bunch of friends, and um, someone in the group spotted Lewis Capaldi inside, Bartel, inside yeah. with a kind of tray of limoncellos pointing at us, saying, "Come, Come in. in!" And that was a fun night, um, a very fun night. Yeah, it was. But we spent last summer. We spent a lot of time at Bar Italia. Almost every Friday. Almost every Friday, we'd start at the shed. We'd have a drink there, maybe a beer or whatever, catch up and then we'd all ride over as a group, park up at Bar Italia. Soho is always busy, but on a Friday night, it's, it's got that yeah. that kind of, that Friday weekend That's it. feel. And People it's nice to, the weekend. it's nice to just enjoy that. Um, and it's also a kind of weird opportunity to be 
kind of sober or high on caffeine and everyone around you is pretty drunk, drunk and yeah. having a good time and that rubs off on you but then you can still ride home exactly no it's a great place and it's good to just sit especially on a friday night i think friday night is the bike night for yeah Baratale. yeah because there's other bikes there there's other bikes there there's sports bikes and nakeds and supermotors and everything comes down there even the harley boys come down there sometimes um so there's a good selection of bikes and everyone there's always friendly there's a few regulars that are quite funny to have a bit of banter with absolutely the only advice with Baratalia is don't rev bomb your bike oh yeah, there's police everywhere yeah, yeah the, and the police are super super on it like if you we've been there before where we've been sitting on the bikes chilling and then there's been some guy going rah rah and you hear him down the street you think uh oh here we go yeah, they come. in two seconds is an They're X fight yeah. yeah and they get ticketed so uh, yeah just don't do that if you go as tempting as it might be um we have some honourable mentions, though, for yeah. places that didn't meet the top four, yeah. but are still worthy of being on some form of list. Yeah. So we had both Epping and Blackheath tea huts. Yeah. I think the uh, the Blackheath one's good if you've got a group of friends and you want to go up there. I mm-hmm. don't know if there's any regular meets at the at the. I mean, it's extremely one. small. I it's mean, tiny, yeah. I, is it a shipping container? I think it's smaller. It's almost like smaller. a bus shelter size <laughs> thing. That's... It's yeah. We don't want to oversell it. I mean, it is. It's yeah. yeah it's very small, but it's still sweet, I, I, and it's on the kind of corner of a common. Yeah. Um, but it's still a biker spot. Like, there's always bikes there. There's always bikes there. And we've but met there a few times. We've met there a few times. Yeah. So, but it has to be mentioned because it's still a biker spot, yeah. even if it is merely almost on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Pick it up and take it away. Um, so yeah, I think that that about that that pretty much wraps it up for the best bike spots in London. We, I mean, we pretty much just kind of orbit around yeah, we do all what of we've them. listed. Yeah. And it seems to do the trick. Yeah. If I need something from Urban Rider, I'm out that way. If I'm that way, I might go to Ace Cafe, seeing as I'm already west. Bike Shed is probably the most common one because for me, it's quite close. Mm. Um, and then Bar Italia, we just keep it quite regular. Yeah. And if there's anyone listening that wants to set up a bike place in London, please do it because we'd love to add yeah. another one to the list. Oh, yeah, yeah. The more, the better. The more, the better. Right. Should we move on to uh, our Guess the Engine game? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So we've got we've got two each this week. Um, we're going to have to specify to each other whether or not there's an aftermarket exhaust on the bike yeah. just to make it kind of easier to understand. It will inform the decision-making a bit better. So if you haven't heard, we're basically going to play a short clip of a bike starting up, revving a few times, and from that we have to guess what bike it is. Yeah, and bonus points if you can guess which exhaust is on it, if it does have one, and, you know, which year, etc. Yeah. You know, the more specific, the better. So, should I go first? Well, go for it. Go on then, I'll go first. Okay, here we go. Okay, let's... Are you ready? Yeah. I will mention that yeah. it's it's old. Uh, it's it's yes, but it's not an original exhaust. Okay, so it's a twin. It is a twin. It sounds like a Triumph twin. It is a Triumph twin. Is it a sixties Triumph twin? <laughs> it is a 60s okay. Triumph twin. I mean, I'm, I'm getting kind of desert sled vibes. I'm getting kind of. <laughs> is it a is it a Rickman Matisse? Good guess. Very good guess. You're on the right track with the 60s. Okay. Um, okay, it's not a Rickman Matisse, but it's probably pretty much the same engine. It's, uh, yes. That TR6. Yes. In a... Is it just an original T100? 
60s T100. Shall I show you? Yeah, go on. So, it's actually your... Oh, it's Dick Shepard. It's Dick Shepard on the number 52. The number 52 desert sled. sled. Oh, okay. Okay, awesome bike. So, with bike. the TR6, you were spot on. Okay, so it's the TR6 engine. Um, but it's... Sorry, I didn't know who was riding it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell that from the sound. Okay, I, I reckon that's... Uh, I'll give you that one. You'll give me that. Okay, that's very kind. Here we go. This is your first guess. Got or it. your first... Uh, here we go. Okay. That's... What's that? Is it if, uh, original exhaust? No, it's aftermarket. It's aftermarket. Okay. Can I hit that startup one more time? Yeah, of course. Because that was... Here he comes. That's tricky. Okay, so I want to say it's it's Japanese. Yep. In line four. Yep. Um, quite old. No. It's not. It's a new new Japanese in line four. Um... Is it like a Jigsaw? No. You're gonna kick yourself when you when you when you hear what it is. Oh, is it, it can't be a sports bike. It doesn't sound aggressive enough to be a sports bike. Is it a sports bike? This is really tricky. Are you? Shall I tell you? Uh, so it's a Japanese. It's a Japanese leader bike, and and it's a bike that I think you would quite happily have in your garage. Oh, okay. It's not an R1, is it? It's an R1. It's an R1. No. It's an R1M. With the Akrapovich, sounds... yeah, that I wouldn't have guessed that. Well, it just there you go. Different, okay. Do I Fine. do I get that? Yeah, you that? Well, you said R one, so I think yeah, you okay. you get that. All right, let's hear your next one. Okay, the next one. This is a. Uh, you should get this one. I hope. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay, so it's so it's a triple. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm guessing it's a Triumph triple. It is a Triumph triple. Um, it's pretty much a guess from here. I it's not a speed triple because it's it's not aggressive enough. I think it's it's not a Trident. So it's either a street triple or a Tiger, kind of maybe like a Tiger okay. 800. Well, you're on the right track. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with a street triple. Street triple. I'm going to say street triple 675. Final answer. Yeah. The Tiger 900. Oh, Rally no. Pro. Oh, okay. It's the new Tiger. With the standard pod. Okay. But you did get Triumph triple. Okay. So fine. I'll give you that one. Okay. Are you ready for your next one? Go on, let's hear it. Now, this is a slightly different bike. Okay. But it's not old. I'll tell you that. Okay, fine. That's definitely an original exhaust. It sounds like a twin. That's definitely a twin. That is a twin. What twin could it be? Is it an English twin? It is not an English twin. It's not an English twin, okay. 
and it's new. It's yeah. Okay. I think Japanese. No. No. Okay. Oh, so it could be like a KTM or something. Well, or, or Husky. Listen, listen to the startup. Keep rattling listen, off names. <laughs> listen to the startup again, because it's it's got it's got a specific. It's like a slow startup. Oh, that's interesting. Are you trying to do me with like a BMW again? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not doing you with a BMW. I don't know. That's completely okay. I'm going to give you a clue. It's got a. It's a transverse twin. A transverse twin. It's so quiet. Is it? Is it Italian? Yeah. So we're talking a Ducati Monster or something? No. No. Ducati. No. Not a Ducati. Italian. Transverse twin. Transverse is in bike going this way. Okay. So the the twins coming out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So it's it's a a V seven. Yes. The V7? Yes. Oh, okay. Happy day. That's... Motor Guzzi V7. I've never really listened to them that much. Yeah, so I've tried one once, and it sounded exactly like that. Really? So, to me, it was really obvious. But if you haven't... Because it's got that, like, quite slow... Duh, 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 and then it gets going, and it... That's what the BMW, I thought. And it shakes. It's and a it, similar sort of... Yeah. So, actually, it sounds very similar to, like, an old... Like, an R80 or something. Yeah. Um, that was really good. No, okay. well done. Sorry that's a bit niche, but... That was... But, yeah, no. Good effort. Cool. Move on to the Q&A. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's see what questions we've got this week. Shall I kick us off? Yeah, why don't you kick us off? So I've got, what's the longest trip you've taken on your motorcycle? This would be quite a good one for you, I think. The longest trip I've taken on my motorcycle? Because you've, you've been been around a bit. I have been around a bit. I think, well, it depends, because if it's longest trip in, there's this kind of longest trip in one day, and then this longest trip kind of generally. I mean, yeah. I did... I guess the longest trip I'd consider was, was when I went around New Zealand. Oh, okay. So I did maybe four months on a bike. Wow. But in the UK, longest trip I've done would be up to the Isle of Man for the TT. Yeah. But this summer, I'd like to I'd like to do a bigger trip. Yeah, well, we, as would yeah, I. Who, who knows where, where that'll be too. What's the longest trip you've done? Um, the longest trip I've done, probably in a day, was probably when I picked my Triumph up mm. from Barnsley. So it was four and a half, five hours ish on the bike. Okay, so we need to we need to get you to on a long on, trip. Yeah, yeah. My game needs to be up. Happy days. Okay, here's a question for you. Um, quick one. Uh, Triumph bike mileage. What's your odometer sitting at? So mine, from various different odometers that have been changed over the years, is sitting at about seventy five thousand miles. Okay. Yeah, good score. What's yours? I think mine's sitting at about 16,000. That's barely running. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've got to work on that, clearly. Um, go on, you, you go for another one. So I've got one from, uh, let's see, Finest Designs. Oh, Finest Regular Designs. customer. Yeah, yeah, each week. Each week. So best two into one exhaust. Best two into one exhaust. Uh, well, depends on the bike. Um, if it's a Triumph, then... Well, I mean, the only one I really know is the tech two into one exhaust. But is your arrow not two into one? Oh, arrow exhaust, arrow two. Oh god, that was so close. Yeah, arrow two into one exhaust. Yeah, done. Final answer. Yeah. It doesn't matter which bike it is. I think I actually agree with you on that. Yeah, happy it's days. It's a great exhaust. It sounds great. Oh, I wonder if I, I wonder if he was thinking that would be the answer. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, okay, 
Here's one for you. If you were buying, this is from G. Lewis, if you were buying a new bike, what would be the first three modifications you'd make to it? Tail tidy. Yep. 100% because they're awful. Yep. Secondly, probably exhaust. Yep. And then my third modification, probably indicators. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're the most awful bits of a bike. Yeah, agreed. Yeah? Yeah. Perfect. Done. So I've got one from uh, Joe Baldwin, and he's asking our thoughts on the Triumph Street Twin EC1, which is that limited edition I was showing you yes. earlier. It's my thoughts. It's a nice bike, but my advice, if you could, would go straight past that and go for something like a, a Speed Twin. You've got improved. You've got Olin suspension. Um, you've got better looking wheels. Um, I just think it's a better looking bike overall. Agreed. My response to that would be, with Triumph kind of special edition bikes as a whole, I personally would avoid them. Yeah. And the reason behind that is because more often than not, they're not actually a different bike. They might have a different tank or a different paint job. That's it. It's the same bike underneath. And then they'll be called special edition. They might be numbered, but it is exactly the same bike underneath. So if you're willing to spend the extra three or four grand or however much it is yeah. for the special edition badge, then 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 go for it if you, if you want that. But... I think I would rather spend the however much it costs to buy the bike stock and then spend three or four grand on custom work. Exactly, because you're going to want to personalise the bike and if it's a custom bike, you're not going to want to change anything on it to keep its value. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and secondhand, because some people say, oh, but secondhand market will hold its value better because it's a special edition, but I would never pay more no, for a special edition bike. I wouldn't. Yeah, fine. Um, here's a quick question for you from Oliveria. What tyres do you have on your Scrambler and how are they? Looks great. What are on yours? So I've got a Continental TKC80 on the rear of mine. And then I have an Ensign Universal Trials tyre on the front, which is a remold of a um, classic Dunlop Trials tyre from the 60s. They're, they're sold by Ace Classics. Awesome. And then I've got Hydenau K60 Scouts, which will soon be changed yes. in the next three months so keep an eye out for the change indeed <laughs> is well, that it i think that's it for this week yep cool thanks for listening cheers all right guys see you next week bye bye